Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Lady Mouse. Lady Hey ladies, guess what? On Lady Mouse today, we have a very special person named Kim. Hi, Kim. What is going on? Hey, Mixie. How are you? I am very good. I am so excited to listen to what you're going to roar about today. So, oh, thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I, <laughs> I, this is something that, you know, we should all be caring about. So what are you here to, to roar about today, Kim? Okay, well, I'm here to talk about Moms Demand, Every Count, and Common Sense Gun Laws. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I like, I um, went, so when I first said gun control to you, you said we don't say control anymore, which I thought was awesome because, you know, I thought about it and using the word control definitely makes, you know, second amendmenters be like, you can't control my guns, blah, blah, blah. Those are my rights. Right. So taking the word control out of it and putting common sense Mm-hmm, because they're common sense. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I think that, that that's so much better to turn it around like that and hopefully make more people aware and, you know, less violent gun deaths. <laughs> yeah, because we don't want to scare the people. Like, we respect the Second Amendment. We're not anti-gun. Um, mm-hmm. So we don't want people to think that we're out to get their guns or we exactly. want to keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, exactly. I don't personally own a gun, but I I would learn education about it. I mean, that's what I'm hoping here to learn awareness education from you today and for everyone else to learn if they don't know. Um, So why don't you uh, start and tell us about Every Town and Moms in Demand Action. Okay, well, I'm the lead group lead um, for Upper Fairfield County for Moms Demand in Connecticut. And uh, we are a nonpartisan advocacy group for common sense gun laws, as you know, and um, we aim to save save lives while also respecting the Second Amendment. So we work together with every town. Every town is the backbone of Moms Demand. They do the research. Uh, When Michael Bloomberg formed it in 2013, uh, he came together with Shannon Watts, you know, the founder of Moms Demand, and they basically, you know... uh, formed every town. They, they joined forces because he was, he had a group already. He had mayors against illegal guns. And after Sandy Hook happened and, and Shannon, and which I kind of would like to tell you about what inspired Shannon, it was actually, you know, I'm in Newtown, I'm in Sandy Hook. 
And after the tragedy happened in 2012, she was so deeply affected that she formed a little Facebook group of moms because, you know, she saw that Congress wasn't doing anything. They didn't do anything after. And how could you not be affected by, you know, all these losses and young people lost to gun violence like that? I mean, my kids were six and four at the time. So I'm like, oh, my fucking God, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was a teenager, we had the first one, Columbine. Uh, I was, well, I was probably more, I was 21, actually. And uh, I remember my friend, you know, trench coats were such a huge thing for all my friends in high school. Yeah. And, you know, I was a goth clubber. Everyone wore a trench coat. But then, like, once Columbine yeah. happened, my friends started getting kicked out of malls and shit. And... It was just so devastating. It was like that real first one, but yeah, San- Sandy Hook was even more devastating. I think it just Sandy Hook killed me. Yeah, mom probably. You know. Yep. I mean, I was a, a freshman going into high school when Columbine happened, and um, I wasn't a mom when Sandy Hook happened, but I felt it so deeply. Um, oh and yeah. It always stayed with me, you know, until I was a mom, and then that even more like. And now your kid goes to Sandy Hook. Yeah. That's, that's, how do you feel about that? You know, it's hard because I see my kid's about to start um, first grade there. And when I look at him and I see how he is and how he's so, such a baby still, you know, it really, it's like gut-wrenching to think about. It really is. (laughs) My gut is wrenched just hearing you talk about it. And you even said that, if you don't mind me at, if you don't mind speaking about it that week of Sandy Hook or even the few weeks after that you said it was like one mass funeral yeah because um there were so many funerals a day that they would have multiple you know hearses going through town and oh. i was living in another town next at the time i came over um and i saw all the therapy dogs out you know in the sandy hook center of town and you know i was there to give my support and um i just saw like three or four like hearses roll by and it was you know it was pretty devastating it never left my mind I think that was like a big turning point for me where I you know I wanted to I did want to do something but it wasn't till years later that I discovered mom's demand action (laughs) yeah yeah Shannon (laughs) well yeah tell me about Shannon yeah I mean Shannon I heard Twitter you have to go see it. It's great. Um, okay. She, she just has constant info and statistics. She's a uh, very, very smart, inspiring woman. Um, Shannon is a role model to all of us. I mean, we all kind of felt the call to action. I mean, even more so, like, I was watching her before I joined. I was watching her tweets. And then after Parkland happened, that was when I definitely joined. And I sure. never looked back. Yeah, I, um, now may I ask real quick, what is the feel of Sandy Hook now, even eight years later? I mean, is there still like a, a morose kind of quality walking through town? Or, I mean, do the people that lost, unfortunately lost their loved ones, do they still live there? Or, or is the call to action more important for everyone? Well, we have like a lot of very, very strong uh, survivors here and in our group as well. Like most of my leaders in um, the Upper Fairfield County group are survivors and 
just to come back and, and do this work is amazing. Um, yeah, they, they really, they've been through so much and they still want to help other people. Um, but the whole, like everybody in the, the town has changed for sure. I mean, when these kind of things happen, it just, you know, everybody's kind of on guard now. Like you used to think that Newtown was the nicest town ever. Like, you know, uh, tons of open land, um, great schools, friendly people. And then this happened and it's just like, now there's that stigma. Like anytime anyone hears Sandy Hook, they're like, you know, but even with the security with the schools here, they're very much still like on guard. So it changes a town completely. You know, it's not the same. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's a town like out, it's suburban town outside of the city. A lot of us live in suburban towns with our kids outside of the city. Like it can happen in any school. It, it's just scary to think when your kids are going to school. Yeah, and what Sandy Hook, you know, really did for all of us, like we, it woke us up to the everyday gun violence that's happening in, say, like 20 minutes from here, Bridgeport. Bridgeport's still having shootings every week and oh. having huge, you know, like issues with gun violence there in, in Hartford and New Haven. And, you know, I did a walk for in um, Hartford last year in this one neighborhood that, that's very violent where there were like multiple shootings within like such close proximity to each other. And oh, it, yeah. it was so sad to see because, you know, like we just, we never really knew um, that world until now. Yeah, yeah. It, when the world started, Columbine just put a new fear, you know, I yeah. think when it started with them. I mean, I grew up in New York, there's gun violence everywhere. Yeah. Uh, when someone just walked into a school because he was mentally ill and decided to use the tool he had for destruction, you know? Yeah, I know. And um, you, it's just the, if you want your kids to be safe at school, that's it. You never think that this is going to happen. It's going to happen. No, you don't think. But on the upside of that, you know, we've done a lot of good work since. Yeah, tell me about how did you get involved? What made, is that your biggest cause in life? Gun control, uh, I mean, um, common sense gun laws, sorry. Yeah, being a gun violence prevention activist. Yeah, it is. It's my calling. I mean, I felt it right after. I knew it before with Sandy Hook, but then once I really knew that there was a group and, you know, they were just as passionate, I I joined Mom's Demand and that was it. Like, I've been there for a couple years now. I was a membership lead. Yeah. Yeah. I volunteer, you know, like I've been to almost every meeting and every event and spent my own money even to set up and do things like that we go everywhere and have our rallies and we work hard (laughs) i'm sure tell me about it tell me anything you want i want to hear all about it and you said something about red flags too yeah i'll talk about red flags in a second but i also want to mention that like last year we got together with other um gun violence prevention coalition groups like um Connecticut Against Gun Violence, Newtown Actual Alliance, um, Sandy Hook Promise, and we all basically advocated and lobbied for, and we kept going up to the state house. We must have went like a few times and testified, written testimony, all that for Ethan's law, um, which actually passed in Connecticut, has now, and that's a safe storage law. And um, the story behind that was uh, the tragedy of Ethan's song and um, an unsecured gun 
that took his life from a friend's house. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so now we have that safe, we didn't have that safe storage law that would hold the gun owners responsible for that because, oh, wow. but, you know, at the time there was no law for it. But we all law worked in really every hard. State? Yeah. Yeah, and our state, we worked really hard all together and uh, we made magic. It went through like perfectly. So I, I feel like that's been our biggest triumph since when like I joined at least, you know, because I feel like all the written testimonies and all that, we really worked hard. That's amazing. No, and the best way to make change is to speak the fuck up. Yeah. You know? I mean, the, the politicians or the people working the laws and shit, they're not going to listen unless we don't shut the fuck up. Exactly. About anything we're in support of. You know? Oh, no, and, and we met with some of them, too, and some of them that were, you know, on the other side. Like, we have Republicans and Democrats that... um that believe in our cause too. Yeah, I didn't think it would be so separate as to party and party. I wouldn't, I, everyone owns guns. I have friends yeah. that own guns. All my neighbors own guns. I'm just and not- we have gun owners in our group, so. Yeah, of course you do. Cause yeah. I, I think proper gun safety should be taught more. Definitely. I, I mean, I even think teach it in the schools. You think that would be a good idea? No. <laughs> no, I don't think that guns have a place in schools at all, but I feel like, well, I mean, proper like, education. Yeah, <laughs> proper education. I mean, I guess this, yeah, that would, that, that was a dumb, sorry. <laughs> no, but like right now, I'm, I'm I just I'm meant reading. like there should be some mandatory kind of gun safety classes, you know? Yeah, and what's going on with this pandemic right now is that, you know, like, since, they're considered essential, these gun shops in most of these states. Um, people are just going buying guns and they're not getting the proper gun safety education, you know? So that's quite alarming. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing the picture of uh, like a few months ago of dude, well, a bunch of dudes with guns, no masks, standing in front of some building protesting masks with their guns. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck are you going to do? Shoot a flu? What I know. Why, what's with all the gun purchasing and stuff? Um, the gun lobby likes to invoke fear into these people to profit oh. as their um, their presidents and whatnot of NRA, they're on the board. So the manu manufacturers are on the board and they're getting, you know, all the money from these guns. And so they don't want stronger gun laws because that will affect their profit in the end. So they fear monger people into thinking that we're in other um, gun violence prevention groups are anti-gun and we're going to come from your gun, your guns and it's going to be a slippery slope into tyranny. Like they're going to eventually come for all your guns. So oh people my get God, nervous. Shouting that argument forever. We're not coming after the <laughs> second amendment, right? I know. Get the fuck out. Just gun safety. <laughs> Gun yeah. licenses, whatever, what, you know, we need licenses for everything. Why not, well, like, eye tests, psych tests for owning a gun? Why can't we have more stuff like that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and even, and I'll talk about now with the red flag laws. Um, so we have, they're also known as ERPOs, like extreme risk protection orders. That's what it's called in my state, but there's 20 other states that have these red flag laws. And if you go to um, onethingtodo.org, you can find all the states and you can click on them and you can, and there's a free, like a frequently asked questions page with step, steps and fact sheets. Oh, so wow. 
basically, um, if you want to obtain an ERPO, if somebody is threatening you with a gun or, or making you feel like they have a written threat, they said something to you, whatever, you can go to the police station in these states and and obtain this order, ask for the order, and what they'll do is they'll go to the person's house and they'll temporarily take away the guns while this person is forced into treatment. And they oh, don't get that's... their guns back until they complete the treatment. Oh, wow. I wish that was enforced more. And only 20 states have it? Yeah, only 20. Jesus Christ. And and the thing is, it's also, like, not just with domestic violence, but also with suicide. I mean, 90% of firearm suicide attempts end in death. Yeah. So, but what, as opposed to the four other suicide attempts that without guns that end in death. So you're just way more likely to die and people constantly will make threats, you know, um, if they have a gun, it, it's kind of much easier, I guess, you know, they could just, I and just, you want to protect them too. <laughs> yeah. I just think there's no, like, there should just be so much more education. Guns are a tool. They're not a weapon. Yeah. You know, we need to be responsible about gun ownership. Exactly. You know? I, and educate ourselves on the laws and Exactly. May I ask why the fuck are gun shops considered essential? Because the money's behind it? I know it's all about money. I know yeah. everything's all about money. Basically, and they'll sue if you do otherwise, like they try to do in some states over here. Um not sure. I really? think that they tried to do that in New Jersey when they said that it was um, it was it, that gun shops weren't essential and they it, they sued them. And I think there is like a lawsuit going on right now. I'm not totally sure. I know that they will come after you. So wow, wow. <laughs> and you have responsible gun owners in your your groups. What do they yeah. have to say? You know. People who are, you know... They, they don't believe the propaganda from the gun lobby, you know? They they know that all we want to do is end gun violence, essentially, you know? We want to... Um, yeah, why do we need so many guns in this country? Like, Yeah, it doesn't make us safer. It More doesn't. guns doesn't make us safer because we're, we have, like, the most guns out of any country. And look at us compared to Australia and even New yeah. Zealand and, every you know, everywhere else, it seems. Oh, exactly. Well, in England, even the police don't have guns. Yeah. In Canada, they have like four gun deaths a year. <laughs> and my friends from other countries just don't get it. They're just like, why? You know? I don't know. Like, it's I, it's so weird how America is just built on this, like, we always have to be in fight mode kind of thing. Yeah, and it's a shame because to us, it, you know, it it's we're a nonpartisan group. We accept everybody you know and it's and it's not just you know republicans democrats it's mothers brothers aunts sisters you don't have to have kids to join us you just have to believe in the cause and that we want to reduce gun violence and and do whatever we can one thing i wanted to ask um Mm -hmm. i i am a very empathetic person why do these gun lobbyists who don't want common sense gun laws or to help end excessive gun violence do they even empathize with the people that lose lives over this? Do you, have you ever, like, uh-huh. I'm sure you've spoken to people, like, who are all yes. about their guns, you know? Do they yes. don't care who dies? Like, is that what they're like? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think that, I don't know if they're, you know, I feel like they're basically 
scared we're going to take away their guns and they're not really thinking about victims because it never has happened to them. If, unless a lot of people, in order to really feel it, they ha it has to happen to them. It, yeah, that wasn't know, my case, very obviously. American. Yeah. <laughs> we can't put ourselves in other people's shoes unless we've experienced it ourselves. It's like, listen, exactly. guys, have some fucking empathy. Yeah. Like, and we lack that. Uh, yeah, and you know, like, what, the NRA was at the Sandy Hook funerals, probably, right? Or they wouldn't let them in. I thought I heard something like that. I didn't hear about that, but that's yeah. odd. That would be weird. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is that... Um, like, the NRA tries to go wherever there's a gun shooting and make oh, themselves yeah. present. They'll do their rallies and stuff close by. Cause yeah. They'll fear monger with their rallies. Yeah, they and they even... um. I think in that Michael Moore documentary, he was talking to that old president or the old what, one of Charlton the leaders. Yeah, they were saying that they, you know, he admitted that they do that. And that was even years ago at the beginning. And they've only got worse Ugh. over the years. They really have. Yeah, they're um, just extremists. They should be terrorists. Uh, some people consider that, you know, it's all, I guess it's an opinion, but to us, like, um, and what happened after Sandy Hook, too, is that not even this, that kind of terrible tragedy could make change in Congress because Ted Cruz was all boasting about how he led the Republican coalition against it. And obviously he gets paid off by the NRA, too. So yeah. he tried to do universal background checks after that, and it got shot down, got denied. So obviously it's like... And he's proud of it still. So I feel like there's a huge lack of empathy on his part. And I've seen how he's even treated. Um, Fucking even Mitt Romney the has there. turned around That's during it. these times. And this yeah. Guy's, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I have different things, but I'm like, you know, lots of Republicans are turning around to what's going on now. Currently, it's like, why can't we just take a step back from your Second Amendment rights, which we're not attacking? Yeah. Just think about you know, don't you lose people? Like, it just the value of human life in America has gone down so hard. Oh, I know, know exactly. Uh, so desensitized. Yeah, it's like we're almost numb to it now that we hear it so much in the yeah. media. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, it's another one. It's in Texas or, you know, like when I was, uh, I was in D.C. once, I remember that there were two major ones at the same time in Ohio um, and I believe Texas or whatnot, but it, there's always like, it, it's just, it seems to be getting worse because the gun lobby, it, it, they don't want to, they don't want <laughs> to, they don't want to compromise. They don't want to compromise. I mean, I'm hoping the country is, you know, turning around in a more, let's elect officials, you know, that are more with, human needs than money capital needs you know well, what i mean well that's what we have i mean um we have a gun sense distinction for uh politicians and candidates and um if you go to gunsensevoter.org uh you can put in your address and you'll find all the all the candidates that we've approved that have taken our questionnaire and we can and and have you know earned that gun sense distinction Mm -hmm. So basically they vow to, to keep gun safety, uh, you know, and, and govern with that in mind and to, to not take money from the gun lobby. Good, good. 
So, you know, before you vote, just go to gunsensevoter.org and check that out and go see, you know, who we who's, you know. Oh, I love that. Thank you for that resource. Everything, every resource you're giving me during this episode, um, I'll have you give me so I can put in the show notes. So, oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I want to, you know, I mean, I can't really speak about it because I can't really do that. Pulse nightclub. I mean, my biggest cause in life is LGBTQIA rights. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Pulse nightclub, I, I just, yeah. I was so just in shock. And yes. so appalled and so sad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean. That was devastating. <laughs> yeah, it was. And it just not only was it, I mean, or the, the Baptist church in North Carolina that happened a couple of years after that, right? By uh, the kid, I'm not going to say his name, right? That's the thing. We don't want to say their name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard that from uh, actually a very one of my best friends who's an extremely Christian, responsible gun owner. You know, she's the one that told me, don't say their name. No, no notoriety for them. Yeah, yeah no. But that kid is locked up or something right now. Right? Yeah. Oh, that was really scary, too. That. I mean, it's churches, schools, concerts. Yeah. Like, co- where movie do you go theaters. to feel safe? Movie, movie theater. theater in Colorado. Like, it's like, why? Are, yeah. And the gun lobby still doesn't seem to care at all. No. No, it doesn't seem it. <laughs> why? Really, gun lobby. It's... What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> if there's anybody who wants to come on my show that is all about the gun lobby and tell me why you don't give a fuck that people are being killed, human beings are being killed because you fucking love your dog better, come <laughs> on and tell me. Yeah, right? Sorry. I know everyone says they like their dogs more than humans, but I, I'm one of those rare people that love humans. Aww. Yeah. I, I just, I don't get senseless deaths. I never have. Um, Me neither. And, you know, gun violence is, is a woman's issue because the most everyday, like, little mass shootings, mass shootings are considered, like, three or more that don't even make the news, that we don't even hear about most of the time that are in the urban cities are from... Uh, angry husbands that you know kill their wife and kid oh well i I live outside of philly and when i used to live in uh an area of philly called kensington next to fishtown which is you know like living in a a kind of a urban area with a lot of violence i guess i don't know i mean when my co-parent and i moved out to come to the suburbs, uh, someone got shot and killed in front of our house. I'm like, well, I'm glad we moved out the day before that happens. Like, oh, God. I know. We were there three years. Nothing ever happened the day I yeah. leave. I'm like, oh, my God. And I was pregnant, too. I'm like, can you fucking imagine okay. being outside my house and pregnant? And That's like, awful. I know. That's scary. I'm yeah. sorry that happened to you. Oh, no. I mean, I, I'm sorry. My land, my ex-landlord had gun holes in his car. And it was such a peaceful block. I mean, yeah. even though it's Kensington, it, uh, they're, they're cleaning it up now. But, um, but also, you know, um, I know that you've asked before, like, about, like, my goal and their goal. And I like to talk about that, too, is that what we really want is a... Uh, changes on you know not just we like taking doing the incremental steps you know implementing these uh red flag laws and universal background checks in states but we want to do it on a federal level because 
universal background checks on a federal level will close the gun show and internet loophole. And I don't know if you know about that. No, but um, please go on with that because that I need to hear about it. Oh, thank you. So, okay, so if we if we had um, universal background checks on a federal level, then that would close the gun show and the internet loophole. What that is is um, when somebody goes to buy a gun, yes, they go through the background checks for them, but then they can turn around and go sell it at a gun show or on the internet, not requiring a background check from those people. Oh, my God, because they already got one. Yep. And so what does it take to get this on a federal level? Has I mean, I, I'm sure, I'm assuming <laughs> it's been being tried for years now and just ignored, right? Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, yep, they tried it with Sandy Hook and it failed. Um, so it takes... You know, make sure you vote. Make sure you vote the right people into Congress. Um, the gun sense majority, you know, the people that actually care about these things and aren't going to fight against it and vote no in front of victims and pictures of their perished children. Um, we want to elect, like you said, p- leaders with empathy and, and knowledge and uh, ones that believe in science even. <laughs> Yeah, I would love scientists to get fucking gun scientists. Will the the gun guys listen to gun scientists? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. They're not listening to our our research. I mean, and uh, I know back in the 90s, the NRA were a part of um, stopping uh, government funding towards CDC research for gun violence. I don't even know about the CDC anymore. They just kind of backed off about letting our kids not go to school. Yeah. So who knows is what pocket the CDC in is in now. So. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, but if, on, you, if you ever like, if you want to ever look up the statistics too, um, everytimeresearch.org has all that too, because they, they do all that. There are little backbone scientists they go out and they see the statistics on local, state, and national levels, so. And they study this. Yeah. And it's their job to report on that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think more needs, I, I would think not just studies, because we're crammed studies down our throats. What I yeah. would, I mean, what other things in, for like Moms Man or Every Town or any uh, gun violent act, activist group well, how are you guys trying to step it up? Like, what about something where the NRA, why don't you buy ad ad on the NRA website for every town and have pictures of victims pop up oh, on God. every page? You know what I mean? Like, what about just, I mean, it's not guerrilla warfare. It's just like, here's this victim who died, you know? So- No, I, I really, I think that- um. I don't know. That's a fantasy. What are you actually doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I mean, when you think about it, it's like, would that actually, if you know, change their minds if they saw? But I really don't feel like it would. I, they have it in their minds. They're set in their ways, and they don't want to compromise and change. So we vote out anybody that they put money towards. <laughs> yeah. I hate to be like this, but what about showing people crime scene footage? photos of this actual stuff you know what if people have to see that i i just feel like i guess not even visuals are shocking to people anymore well they'll still make up excuses you know they won't ever blame that it's so easy to get a gun here 
yeah. you know, that is so accessible. They'll, they'll blame it on something else. They always find another way to blame it on, you know? And yes. the real thing is, is that in the U.S., it's way too easy to obtain a gun. Yeah, it really is. Like, there's, like, gun shop in this area of Pennsylvania. It's, it's pretty liberal here, but it's also, like, there's gun shops. Yeah, and a swing state, too. So you probably have both sides, and it, you know. Yeah, it's weird, because Philly is, it's all blue. And, you know, you get, you know, outer areas of Philly where it's a mix, and then you get to what they call Pennsylvania, you know. Yeah. So Pennsylvania is a weird state. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> remember the phrase back in the day, guns don't kill people, people kill people. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that phrase? I I think it's right on in that the message they were trying to say was it's a tool that a person uses. That's a very good question. But th- my answer is, but without that tool, because it could they cause that much destruction? Yeah, exactly. So, it, it, yeah, they could get mad as, as they want and... Um, try to attack you or something like that. But if they have a gun, it's more likely that there are going to be, you know, other victims involved and, and it's yeah, more likely someone's going to die. Yeah, of course. Like vigilante shit, you know, or yeah. something like that. I, like I was telling you before, well, Eddie Izzard actually uh, had a, uh, let me steal from Eddie Izzard for a second. He goes, he addressed that line in 1998. He goes, guns don't kill people, people do. He goes, I think the gun helps, you know? And that's, mm. always, been, that's always been my, like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> you, you're absolutely right. And that's why I'm glad you're here, because not only do I want to learn, I, anyone else who's curious. Yes, of you know? course. And I'm, I'm so happy to discuss it and to get it out there. Because, you know, like I said, people, people go through spouts of anxiety and depression anyways. And things happen oh, in yeah. life. But when they have a gun, it's like, besides using it for self-protection in the home and having it locked up, if they just have a gun, it does make it more likely that they're going to want to use it on themselves or someone else. Like, it, because we, you know, we're not always, we're happy today, but something could happen tomorrow. Exactly. And, you know, and you just never know. <laughs> exactly. I think people should know themselves and their psychological profile and... What, what kind of, uh, has there been legislation to get psych profiles for gun, you know, registration and stuff like that? It's, what kind of legislation is trying to be passed by you guys right now? Well, I know right now we have the police accountability bill, and um, it's Ooh. HB 6004, and it passed through the House of Reps, but the Senate actually votes on it today here in the state. Oh, shit. So... What it does is it actually does require them to um, to ha- to have their mental health uh, assessed to undergo periodic state? ones. Yeah, really periodic the ones too. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic! So they're voting on that today. How do you think it'll fare? Does it happen think... federally immediately? It well, no, it, it's it's for Connecticut, but just Connecticut. like I said, if it was. Federally, I mean, of course, it would be amazing, but that's way more of a a challenge. We can only do so much right now in our states until we vote people out that hold the power to, you know. Well, now, there is a Moms Demand Action for the state of PA, and I I joined that Facebook. It wasn't a Facebook group. I just liked the page so I could stay abreast as to what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a Moms Demand Action in, in 
most states? That oh yeah, every state. Every state we have chapters and local groups. So you okay. just go to um, momsdemandaction.org and you can learn about us and join and find events or you can text JOIN to 64433. Oh, great. Awesome. We even have like groups in Kansas that are very active and they have like, they have Republican politicians that are done since candidates and you'd really be awesome. surprised with the, the success we've had in recent years. Really? That's good. Yeah, I feel like on a state level, we've done a lot. And, you know, we should be proud of that, even if nothing's changed on a federal level yet. How does that, how does that road even start? How does what start? On a federal level. Oh, it's uh, electing the right people in Congress. (laughs) And also electing a certain president that doesn't accept Mm. multiple millions of dollars from the gun lobby. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, certain president. <laughs> that, uh, Sorry, I keep it, telling people. Everyone, to the gun lobby. <laughs> I keep telling everyone I meet. I'm like, guys, I'm a New Yorker. Why don't you listen to us? We've disliked him since the '80s. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? It's like, <laughs> what are you thinking? I know, I have, you know, I have family in New York, and, and I'm not even gonna get into. It. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we don't have to trash that dude yeah um, but you know like i'm not trying to own, but the thing is is that you know they they even care about these issues too and they really do believe it when you talk about it. when you come to, when you speak to people in the end they really agree with the core issues and that we believe in with this cause too it's they're really not against it they want to they want more yeah. laws to save lives because these people have, are probably victims as well and have probably lost people they love, you know? Yeah, nobody wants it to happen to them. Like, you know, they can imagine, they can think, exactly. oh, it won't, but deep down everyone knows that it, it We're could. Not fucking safe. You can't guarantee your own personal safety at any second of life. I mean, come on. I could die right now. No, you can't take advantage of it. <laughs> Exactly. I'm not anti-gun, but, you know, I'll never own a gun. But I'm not opposed to, you know, I want to know all the education about it. I'd even go so far as going to a gun range and learning to shoot, provided I get to learn all the parts of a gun and how to clean them all and put them all back together. You know, like, I'd want to be that thorough. Oh, me too. Absolutely. You know, it, it does fascinate me, the whole topic. Um, and even how certain bullets can be completely unpredictable. Like, oh, can, really? They just can ricochet and they can go all the they can turn around, they can go, you know? So even there was a one story, I believe it was either in the 70s or 80s that I saw that, you know, this kid was at a gun range and uh, somebody shot and it ricocheted all the way across, turned around and went all the way, you know, really far away in the building and it hit him in the head. Oh my God. So it, Ah. they're all different. You know, it's just, how do these things happen? It fascinates me too. I'd really like to know, you know, more about that. Yeah, of course. Like I wouldn't, if I was going to own a gun, I wouldn't want to own one without wondering why I would want to own one. And I definitely question myself hard, you know? Yeah. And then I'd have to, like, learn every little bit of a gun, you know? 
Yeah, and you'd have to keep it locked up. I mean, especially with children. Yeah. Just I have kids, I have cats. That Yeah, me owning a gun will never happen unless I live <laughs> on my own without kids. It's a big responsibility. Exactly. I, I, yeah, no, there's no way. Like, and my, you know, like I live next to a cop. My downstairs neighbors have, you know, it's two, it's single guys. They have, you know, I'm surrounded <laughs> by gun owners. Yeah. And, you know, they're very responsible and they have their shit stored. I never yeah. feel not safe being around living next to a cop or a guy, guys with guns, you know? Yeah, but that and did that's happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that did scare me, um, that story I told you about before. Someone a few blocks away, at the bank on the corner of my house got hit a few times by the same dude. So this one guy was there and chased him with his gun all the way to the grocery store in the next town and shot him in the leg. And that oh. guy got in trouble. I mean, the guy who burgled the bank got in trouble, but vigilante yeah. over here definitely got in trouble. You know, yeah. it's like, well, what the fuck are you thinking? You don't just chase someone with a gun. No. And that's the thing, too. It, it empowers people uh, that, you know, wouldn't be empowered really without it. Exactly. Um, I, let's talk about uh, women and guns more. Okay. Um, now, in I know Moms Demand Action. It's I don't. I mean, even though it's called Moms Demand Action, it's not just female based, is it? Or is it men no. too? No. Okay. We have uh, men, uh, just regular men. Um, we have dads. Uh, you know, brothers, mothers, aunts, others. <laughs> Sorry. Brothers, mothers, and yeah. others. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's what we say. <laughs> It's adorable. So, yeah. no, is there a balance of the genders for uh, anti-gun violence, um, or is it more like women advocating for this than men? Do you think? Well, I mean, obviously, we have uh, like mo I feel like most of the volunteers are probably women. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we have men too, and we also have students demand action which is for like the younger college students that want to get involved. Um, if you go to everytown.org, you can sign up for that if you're a student and you and you want to become an activist. That's awesome. <laughs> but, you know, it it's for everybody. And I feel like uh, we're seeing more guys join now that's than ever. Good. See, now that's interesting because it was probably a bit more female-dominated at first, these groups. I think in the beginning it was. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, why do you think that is? Is it because as women or moms, we are more empathic? I think so. I think that um, after the, the Sandy Hook tragedy, I think a lot of the moms felt that. And, uh, and women are naturally more empathetic and sensitive. You know, we look at our kids and we see, you know, we see the same and we know what can happen and what we'll lose. And, yeah. You're just gonna get that more often in a female. Not that there aren't men that are like that. Like one of the guys in my group is extremely empathetic. Oh yeah, no, it's but, just generality. But yeah. I, I'm just saying as a whole. Before now, now thankfully more more gentlemen are joining your cause. But you know, I I knew that it was probably a female dominated area at first. I, I think women in general kind of get a little bit more radical as they get older too. They stop caring. And oh, then hell kind yeah. of stand up more for what they believe in. And so that's oh, what you're probably yeah. seeing more with the women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I wonder if, you know, I'm, 
And I bet, uh, you know, there are women in there who may are also victims of gun violence, even if they're still alive. And uh, Oh, yeah, we have survivors groups and yeah. uh, a lot of support for survivors. So if anybody ever, you know, uh, has gone through that, uh, and, you know, gun I mean, violence, anything, yeah. even with, you know, something like your situation and you wanted to find comfort, we have survivor groups that are there for that. And Wonderful. And they'll help you out and they'll, you know, and it gives you a place to talk about it too. We give support. It's not just, you know, yeah. the lobbying and all that. We're there. No, that's support. wonderful because um, I'm not just talking about like a mugging or something. I'm also talking about sexual abuse. I'm sure yeah. a lot of women can relate to having it, getting raped with a gun in their face. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and they're considered survivors too. I mean, you don't have exactly. to. You don't have to be, uh, you know, physically impacted by it to have, you know, to be considered a survivor. Yeah. Um, it just has to happen to you in some way, you know, to affect you like that. That's wonderful that Moms Demand Action offers support for women of gun survivors of gun violence. Are there any other great organizations out there that help with that? Well, I know that in Hartford, um, they do have the group Mothers United Against Violence. And, you know, that's violence in general. They're there to support, you know, everybody that um, that has ever been, you know, uh, deeply impacted by gun violence, too. Um, we have coalition groups, too, that also support and uh, and you can go to for support as well. Um, but you know, like I don't, I'm not sure of many other groups in this area that are doing that. We could always research it. Do you ever think that's a step that maybe you guys should take then? Like every town, like make specific therapeutic group support groups for women, and they could be you know run by women who are survivors of gun violence and yeah well i know every town has their survivors fellowship and they have events a couple oh, times do. a year for survivors oh, so then it, yeah it gives the survivors a chance to talk about their story and talk about changes made and all their survivors do get together i mean uh we do have a lot of events that are just for survivors Oh, that's wonderful. Um, and monthly meetings. I mean, anybody could come in and say, you know, come next month to a meeting and say, you know, this and this happened and want to talk about it with us. And we're there to talk about it with them. That's awesome. So we are trying to do, you know, support them the best we can. And I think having so many survivors in my group has really helped that, too, because, you yeah, know, they know what it's like. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you, how much have you learned from them? Oh my gosh, I bet you've heard some intense stuff. Uh, I've heard, you know, like I've learned so much about um, just the the will to go on, you know, even my uh, my friend Jen Lawler that lost. I was daughter. just gonna mention Jen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go on, sorry. Yeah, she's just come back from vacation now, but she lost her daughter a couple years ago. Um, she, she met him online and, uh, Unfortunately, it ended in gun violence. He wasn't who he tried to portray himself to be. She saw the signs. She tried to reach out to help for the police. Um, 
that really wasn't, nothing was done there. And he had tried to kill other women before her. Yeah. And um, when you showed me that article, I just, oh, God, I was just so horrified. I mean, are there any, like, um, you said in Connecticut, uh, the, the law that's being passed today was a police reform? Yeah, police accountability. And, you know, Jen last week helped testify for this as well. Oh, nice. So she's been big on advocating for this bill. And, you know, there's a long list of what they're, they'll have to do. You know, uh, they, they're going to have to have body cameras and uh, removes qualified immunity. And, you know, it basically just makes them accountable for their actions. Well, uh, this will also help with uh, in the wake of our civil unrest right now and Black Lives the Black Lives Matter yeah. movement, too. Well, that's what it was really inspired by, too. It's like, you know, we see that yeah, there are a lot of... Uh, joining forces, yeah. Police violence is a gun violence issue, too. Exactly, exactly. Oh, this is good that you, that, you know, every town of mom's demand is, is you go every fat, you really do go in every facet of the gun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's amazing because, yep. um, and you guys are like the, the main group for doing all this, aren't you? Um, you know, there's other coalition groups, but I mean, we're so, it's like so national now, you know, like I have yeah. friends from all over the country and it's amazing to so meet wonderful. them and they're just like, everyone's the nice people you'll ever meet. So it's, it's really been an amazing experience for me. It's, it's been more so therapeutic than anything other in my life because I feel like I'm actually doing something. Yeah, making a difference. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah, of course. Now, and you know, you know I know they feel the same. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I, I mean, it's like a, it's a sisterhood, brotherhood. You guys are all coming together. And I'm excited. When do we get to hear about this police bill for Connecticut? Um, you know, since the Senate vote today, I'm not sure when they're going to come back with it, okay. but keep you updated on that. Yeah, keep um, me I'm updated sure they'll pass it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's Connecticut. Yeah, that's true. They're pretty blue, aren't they? Yeah, we're pretty liberal. I mean, even, you know, we have our Republicans, but they tend to kind of, they'll lean in our direction too. So they're not. Yeah, yeah. Connecticut just, I, I'm like, isn't Connecticut so tiny and it's right up yeah. in New York? You're so, you're like the Canada of New York. I'm like, what's Connecticut? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just teasing. We have some great gun laws, but. Yeah. Until but, we close that gun show loophole, we're still going to get guns in from states that have lax gun laws, like New Hampshire, you know? They could they come down yeah, and they the sell a bunch of guns people. out here. Uh. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is, like, you know, the other side will try to say, well, you know, Illinois and Chicago have such strong gun laws. How come, you know, there's such bad gun violence there? But, you know, you, it's over 60% of guns obtained from criminal scenes there, crime scenes, are from out of state. They're from Indiana, Mississippi. All those states have lax gun laws. And it's yeah. because of the gun show loophole that it's completely legal for them uh, to, you know, purchase them there and then go to Chicago and sell them, and they're untraceable, so a lot of uh, uh, crimes never get solved. So uh, now the Moms Demand and Every Town factions in those states, are they doing a ton of work to try to get fix all that? Oh, yeah. Do you guys stay... Constantly in working, constantly... Uh, yeah. 
postcards to, uh, you know, our, our senators. Uh, we work with, you know, we have a legislative team. I mean, awesome. it, we have people working on these things every day in every state. Well, thank you. <laughs> because, I mean, we all have our causes. Um, yeah. And we can't do all the causes we want to do. And I, I really thank you and the people of Moms Demand Action in every town and all the anti-gun violence coalitions. No, thank you so yeah. much. I appreciate oh, that. Welcome. I remember in the 80s when I was a kid, HBO had this like half hour special and like, you know, where the kid finds the gun and then kills his friend or kills himself. That scared yeah. the shit out of me. I was yeah. like five or six. I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? You can kill yourself with a gun? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's when I, I guess that first impression really just affected me my whole life and I've I've always been a peaceful stupid hippie so I'm like I'm okay without guns yeah we're, because we're, it's real it, it can actually yeah. happen it does every day yeah when you when you realize that like I don't, that should affect people more it um, should when they read the articles of, of like a little three-year-old finding a gun and you know yeah right passing yeah. away yeah exactly we don't want to hear stories like that. We're sick of hearing them. We don't. We don't so want to hear sick. them anymore. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, this is something that even though I'm not a gun person, I just don't know about. And yeah. that's why I want to hear everything you have to say. So and a lot of people I, I don't know about this Exactly. Yeah. I want to be more proactive right? instead of just hitting like on Facebook, you know, maybe I yeah. can join an event once in a while yeah. know, where I could stand up for that, you know? Yeah. Get off the sidelines, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I you're mean, tired of hearing about it, you know, you'd be the change in this world. Fucking exactly. Yep. Kim, I do have one more question for you and it is mm -hmm. the hardest question. Okay. Okay. Can you roar for me? <laughs> sure. Let me try. Hold on. It <laughs> ah, was a great roar. Yay. Sounds like a bear. No, that's cool too. <laughs> mama bear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how I'm I a mama bear. Too. You are a mama I bear. Am. You could growl <laughs> if you want instead. Maybe we'll make a bear logo, a mama bear logo for Lady Mouth and uh, she'll you growl. Should. Yeah. Totally. Can you growl for me too, then? <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. I, I tried. That's, you did fantastic. Kim, uh, I have to say from every piece of me, thank you so much. Thank so you. goddamn much for educating me today and hopefully educating lots of other people. Of uh, course. Of course. It's yeah. my pleasure. I'm I love nothing more than to talk about this and to inform the world, so. Excellent. Please update. I'm going to look for that, uh, the Senate bill myself. And um, yeah, you're welcome back here anytime when we start the uh, weekly live stream. Um, so anyway, ladies and dudes and anyone else in between who's listening and enjoying, thank you for coming and listening to Kim today. Um, she, all of the stuff she's mentioned today will be in show notes. You'll get, I mean, I'm sure she'll share her Twitter and, you know. Definitely. Yeah. We'll get to hear from Kim a lot more. Yeah. Thank you so much again. And 
you have an excellent fucking day. Thank you for having me, Mixie. Yeah. Talk to you later. Hi, everybody. My name's Jess. And my name's Ellen. And we're from Murder in the Land of Oz, an Australian true crime podcast. We've covered such notorious crimes as Alice and Baden Clay, the Backpacker Murders, Anita Cobby, and Azaria Chamberlain, and many other crimes featured around Australia. You can find us on any podcaster app, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and, or any other place that you get your podcast from. You do you, doll. You just make the right choice for you. We are yeah, witty and charming, and we're a solid four out of five stars. According to Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. We hope to join us on our trip around Australia. Bye. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.